start the question over. Okay, so you were talking about the second paragraph in the book. On the back page. On the back, on the back of the book. Yes. And you said uh, sometimes we do what with our... I said that was very good because as fathers, we also try and protect our kids. So you are postponing their adulthood and, and making their adolescence go longer. But if you're not doing it, in a way to harm them, you're doing it because you have the foresight to see things that they don't have the foresight to see. So what you're doing as that parent is, you're protecting your kid as long as you can. And, and the, the bad part about it is, the kids don't get the experience to understand the world around them and what's their environment because they haven't matured enough to understand it because by doing that, you've delayed their maturity. Yeah. But you've only delayed their maturity because you're trying to help them. But, but later on, it doesn't help them. Correct. Because they don't have enough of the experience to start making independent choices that right. can help them. And they haven't been taught that it's okay to have setbacks, failures, what to do from them. Well, the problem you got with society right now is everybody thinks if you fail at anything, you're destroyed. And they don't realize that your past helps your future. And part of your past is if you've been able to accept failures, that makes you a better person when you're winning. Correct. Correct. Now, are you a father? Yes. Okay. Kids, how, One kid, how, old, um, how old? 19. Okay. All right. What were you going to say, man? So my, my, my follow-up question was about the dad statement is, which dad? Because is it current dad? Is it grandfather dad is a great great grandfather dad each one of those generations of dads may have held something back whatever the climate was at that particular moment in time but each one of those parents may have held something back that ultimately hurts the next generation that follows thereafter well so uh, i was really trying to target which dad we're referring to well i think it's today's dad the current generation dad I think it's the current generation, Dad, but you can't really put an age limit to it because okay, uh, I'm a, I'm a people waited longer to have kids. Okay. So you have some dads that may not be in their 30s, they may be in their 50s, and their kids are just becoming teenagers. Mm. Correct. The, the thing is, it also, what you said was generation, it depends on how old the father is. Because if the right. father is in their 50s and their 60s, and they, they have a big influence from their grandfather because their grandfather was one that was like, hey, when you're 18, you need to be a man. You need to either decide if you're gonna go to college, if you're gonna go to the military, but you gotta start being able to stand on your own. We'll support you, but we're not gonna, you know, totally care for you. So that depends on the age of the father. If you got a father who's in their 30s and 40s, they may, they may have been taught things a little different, so they don't have that sternness that may have came from a grandfather here for the dad that's in his late 40s, early 50s. Yeah, 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 all that's factors. You know? I think to a lot of some of that dynamic still comes back to is what was that previous family generation like, you know? And, and, um, and the other problem with it too is with the current generation for kids right now, and I know a lot of people don't like to hear this, but 
the problem you also have with this generation, you have a lot of moms that think that they can teach their son mm. how to be a man. Say that one more time. Say that one loud. <laughs> and, 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 and what people have to realize, it takes a man to teach a kid how to be a man, just like no man can teach his daughter to be a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, a, and a lot of times, I think, with some of the current moms, that they don't understand that, that yes, that's your baby, but you can't teach them how to be a man because there's certain things that only men understand. A prime example is, a mom may not understand it to another man, the worst thing you could do to him is step on his shoes purposely. And, and like, don't say excuse me or something like that. Because that's a direct insult to another man. And a lot of times, women may not understand that. They just think, well, why do guys, but, you know, why do guys get so upset about that? And, and if you notice, if you ever see another man step on a man's shoes and it, and it was like unintentional, immediately you see that man saying, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Because they know that's a direct insult. And it's not that the person is saying, I'm weak or I'm afraid. You're just telling the person, hey, I didn't disrespect you. A lot of different, a lot of different subliminal messages. Yes. But I think what you're kind of alluding to is maybe that single mom perspective, where the single mom has to, in her mind, has to do everything because the dad or the child's father is not present. Whoa. So then she has to take on the role as the mother, and if she's raising a boy, then she's got to mimic the behavior of what she thinks a man would be doing and therefore enforces the kid. But it's still from a, a female, perspective. female perspective. Also, it's what she wants out of a man, too. That's a little bit of manipulation Not more so of what she thinks or what she believes in a man. It's more so what she wants out of her man. Or how she feels the man should act. Right. Yeah. That's and, they, and I watched a video that called that son-husband. Yes. Where the woman treats their son like a husband, like he's still a son. I, I, I tell him all the time that the problem with a lot of moms today, they treat their son as a second husband. Yeah, son husband. That's, that's a true diagnosis. Yes. And, and that's both with the, with the father and, and that's with the father in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. too. Yeah. That too. And, and, and you, you know, it's, it, it's, it's nothing bad about it, but... I, it takes away from the son really understanding certain dynamics. And and, and, and and I don't know if that happens when there's a, a daughter in the house, if the dad takes over that overbearing. I don't know because I don't have any daughters. So it may go both ways because, you know, you always hear like, oh, she's a daddy's girl. Yeah. You know, so, so I don't know. So maybe it's just the dynamics of what it is. But a lot of times, I think... Sometimes the moms may need to take a step back and realize that, hey, you may be hurting your son in the long run because let's say if he picks up mannerisms that doesn't mean there's anything wrong, but certain mannerisms you don't do towards a guy. And that person may not have anything, like we talked about stepping on the shoes or, or anything, it could be in the body language you stand and talk to a person or something like that. Well, if a lady don't understand, there's a certain way you don't stand towards a man if you're another man, because that man may take that as aggression. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and, and it may not be no aggression, but because of men have a different way of, you know, controlling themselves, they look at it differently. Mm -hmm. Good, yeah, how about yourself? Yeah. Um, what's your name? I'm Kevin. Hey Kevin, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. What's up? Um, oh yeah, I think all that's spot on. And, and coming from a, a father with a daughter, 22-year-old daughter, um, I was analyzing your perspective of uh, getting uh, that's your, she's a daddy's girl. And, and I don't know, maybe my son can speak to a little bit, but what I enforce with, with my children is, I give them almost the kind of same structure, meaning I want you to do certain things, I want you to achieve certain things, and then I want you to set out to the world and participate in the world. Right. And I give what he sees, because he's the youngest, is he sees me not banging her, me not sheltering her too much, me giving her a lot of forceful direction, a lot of guiding direction, a lot of expectations, and then when I come to him, it doesn't seem a surprise that says, okay, what is your graduation goal? What are you going to do after high school? What is this going to lead to? Do you need help? If you don't have that guidance, that's what my alternative is. Daddy can step in and take over, but I don't think you want me to do that. Right. So I hope I treat them fairly on what I expect from them. But you have to probably say as a dad, you're a little bit probably more protective of your daughter than you are your son because you probably think that you're teaching him how to be a man. You're, you're making sure she doesn't run up against a man that's bad. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, let me say something here. And uh, just for the people who are listening, we are recording this. This is called the Barbershop Conversation. When you have a daughter, it also is very important that um, she receives what you're trying to tell her and what you're trying to do for her. You know, uh, there are many men whose daughters are not there doing that. You know, it could be anger, um, one parent putting the child against the other. So I agree with what you said that, you know, dad want to be there for her. And a lot of times it's stubbornness and they're just ignorant to what's really out there in the world. You get further with help. Okay, and I'm saying not specifically only daughters, but also that's also with our sons. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I was saying to my original point before you just stepped out, which was, oh, you were here, when I said the parents give guidance, and at a certain age, you just don't catch it. I agree. And I agree. it's not until you maybe hit 25 or 30 or you have your first child and you have the desire that says, well, I want to do better for, my next, for the next generation, right? Then you start to hear those messages that your parents may have said, and you're like, oh, okay, that's what my dad or my mom meant by X, Y, and Z, whatever nuance sure. to throw out. But in the early years, you never hear what your parents said. You know, me and him were just having a discussion about his automotive engineering career. How I said automotive is great, but I want you to look into the electronic motor. Mm -hmm. I want you to add that to your perspective. Yeah. He hears me and look at me and then says, maybe in the back of his mind, his dad, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> he know how to do an oil change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not to say I don't, but right. um, he never see it. So then in his mind, they say, he don't know what the hell he's talking about. He, he a government guy and computers. He ain't paying attention to no car. Why should I listen to what he's saying? But later on, he like, damn, the old man was right. I should have added this. I should have added that. Right, go ahead. I just wanted to say that uh, 
I think like, at least my experience, I feel like until you're like 22, uh, about that age is when you actually start figuring out who you are. Because I, I feel like, you know, when you're so young, you know, straight out of school or, you know, school, you really don't know. Um, I, I guess you haven't really determined. And a lot of things people tell you go in one ear mm -hmm. and come out of the other. Now, you said your experience, what are you, 45, 50 years 26, old? 26. 27. <laughs> okay, 20, okay. <laughs> okay, so your experience, okay. So. And, and you know, I say because my brother, too, he's 20 right now, uh -huh. you know. And he's starting to change a lot this year. He, I, I think I told you about this. He's yeah. changed a lot this year. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I just think, you know, it kind of always kind of works that way. Like a lot of times your parents are, you know, they'll tell you a lot of things, but then like you won't listen yeah. until you, you get hit or something starts bumping yeah. you, you know. Yep. So, so let me ask you this here because is that just a black thing, a white thing? That the kids start listening. What do you think? Some will say, "Oh, we're well, Asian kids, Indian. They listen." What's your nationality? I'm Colombian. Colombian. Okay. Okay. So it's, um, it's a people thing. I wouldn't know what to tell you in terms of that. Um, I think it's just maybe when we're young, we think we know who we are, sure. or we think we know what we want, mm -hmm. but maybe we're just we just don't until I guess life starts shaping you. You know. I agree. I agree. So, I agree. so what you're saying is, at young ages, a lot of the kids are blind to the true ways of mankind until it slaps them in the face. You sound like in a rapper. It is. <laughs> in a way, uh, I, like I, I don't know, just many things. Like I know I was even like the school system. I feel like a lot of times it kind of teaches you how to like be, I guess, good employees, or it teaches you like how to do this, how to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it teaches you not to make mistakes and wants you to do this. Or, so then like you graduate or you get out of school mm -hmm. and then you're kind of like, well, all right, maybe like, what do I do? You know, you get a job and then you realize it's kind of like not the same. I mean, you do got to listen to somebody. True. But then right. you, you have you like go. all these like flaws or kind of holes mm -hmm. that sometimes it's kind of like, um, I don't know how to um, like describe it. It's like I don't know. Like you're afraid, you're afraid to make a mistake, right. you know, or to fail, mm -hmm. you know. And the reason, because of that, which is a good point you just made, is because society has been teaching their kids at a young age, whether it's through school or whatever, you're not successful as you fail. Instead of saying part of your success may be a failure. Exactly. Because like I know, like I battle with this like a lot. Um, and, and it was kind of like, when I was in school, you know, like, if I wanted to get good grades, I'll work hard and get good grades, right? If I wanted, like, my new computer, you know, I got, like, my first laptop, you know, I work hard, you know, save money, and what, you know, and I got it. So it was kind of like, kind of like what I wanted, I worked hard towards it, and I got it, you know? And uh, I guess you, you don't fail too much. And then when I got out of school, and then I realized that sometimes you have to, like, just life doesn't work the way you want it to. True. Because that's just part of life. Like, you might want something to be, like, you might have a plan for today. You might be like, this is what I'm going to do. Boom, 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 boom. And, you know, your car tires flat. There's nothing good at work. So yeah. it doesn't work out the way you want it to be. Mm -hmm. So right. you have to, like, re reroute or adjust mm -hmm. to whatever kind of, like, life 
throws at you. So then we're so used to, or at least I was so used to not rerouting, you know, just kind of like not failing or not having any bumps. Right. That whenever like I fail or had like these reroutes, it was so like ruining on me or so like, I just didn't like it. Like yeah, yeah. It, it was just very like a fight between like, I didn't want to fail. And you know, I, I wanted like, if I had a plan or I wanted to do this, this and that, like I just like, I wanted it that way. Like I didn't want it any other way, yeah. you know? And I think until like I started accepting, I'm like, no, it's all right if things change. It's all right if I fail. I'm gonna learn from this fail, whatever happens. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting something from, from sure, it. Sure. So I think like that really started teaching me. And like now I'm more okay with failing. Like I, I like that actually. Like I kind of see it as a challenge. Okay. But I, I want to be challenged because I don't want everything to be like easy or everything to be a specific route, you know? Well, what about like mentors? Anybody there to say, hey, it's okay to fail? Any of you guys have that? Have they told me break? You're gonna fail. Okay. Yeah. Now, how old were you when they told you this? Fifteen. Okay. So they said you're gonna fail. My uncles, yeah, they told me hey, you're gonna fail in life, but it's about life isn't about failing. It's about the times you get back up, mm -hmm. keep trying. Mm -hmm. Right. At the end of the day, you know, you're gonna fail. Why? Because you don't have any experience in that field. You're doing trying something for the first time. Mm -hmm. So it's a fifty-fifty chance that you're gonna fail. You're not always gonna succeed on your first attempt at everything you do in life. Right. Just learn your lessons from your failures and move forward. That's the key part. Like you said, if you don't learn from the failure, you will repeat that lesson over again. So, you know, it's okay to, if you want to call it fail, I don't call it failing, I call it learning. Yeah. yeah. And I understand what people say failure, but I purposely call it learning. Uh, Nelson Mandela said that. He said, um, I either win, I don't lose. Or I'm gonna learn. So, you know, you can say that's your perspective, that's your attitude, but it's really true of anything in life. Because, yeah. see, it is possible to learn the wrong lesson. You can go through anything and learn the wrong lesson. I've heard many people say, well, yeah, so what did they learn? Well, I learned not to trust anybody. That's, that's a bad lesson to learn. <laughs> and, and usually, when you have lessons that you learned that are really, really bad, it's because success came too easy for you, so you didn't prepare for it. Ah, okay. Okay. Because think about it. Nobody prepares for failure. True. Everybody prepares for success. So if you, first of all, success and failure is going to determine who you really are. Because if you want to see a person's true makeup, either you give them too much success or too much failure. And you'll find out exactly what their structure is as a person. Well, you know the culture don't teach that. No, exactly you don't. But that's how you can find out the true makeup of a person. But if success comes too easy, if people don't learn from it because they've always been so successful, they figure I don't have to learn from it. Mm -hmm. Then they start kind of like the old adage of they start believing their own press clippings. Yep because they figure they're so good. And everybody loves them. Everybody, and no matter what I touch, it's gonna turn to gold. Mm. And then the first time it doesn't happen, they don't know how to handle it, depression sets in, bad behavior starts from it, mm -hmm. because, you know, look at these school shootings. 
a, a lot of these school shootings, like, you know, happen when you really hear what goes on, what was it? Somebody was bullying someone. Right, Somebody, right. a girlfriend told them they didn't want to mm -hmm. be with them no more. Mm -hmm. Kid never was had failure. Yeah. So now this is how I respond to failure by hate. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Something we said earlier, and I want you guys to talk to me. Where are the parents at? Because we're talking about, yeah, kids not knowing how to handle life or young people when all of this stuff is thrown at them. Any, you can see anything you want to see in the palm of your hand. Where are the mature, there are parents, but where are the mature parents that are like, no, this is not real, um, that place boundaries, because boundaries aren't bad, boundaries are set up really to protect. Where are where these parents at? Well, well uh, even if the parents are there, you, you know, most, if, if you've got structured parents, you know, Things can still happen out of your control. Sure, absolutely. So I, I think a lot of times what it has to be is there, when you like you said, where's the parent? But the parent also have to show their kid that hey, you're loved, you're supported. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna protect you, but you also have to do your part to for me to do that, yeah. which means you're gonna. Do what you're supposed to do. You're gonna be a productive citizen. Oh no, in society. you're supposed to do what the child thinks you're supposed to do. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what they that's think. That's the mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're not doing it, you're a bad parent and you're out of control. Well, but the problem is too, you gotta. And and for me, I think it's more generational parents. You know, I didn't become a parent until I was 35. Okay. So I, I'll be 55 next month, and my only kid will be is 19. So mm -hmm. you know, that's a 35 age difference. But I was never at the point where I'm trying to be my son's friend. Oh, okay. I'm your parent. Yeah, I so, agree. So my job is to look after you, protect you, and hope you become a productive citizen in society. Right. So I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to make sure that years down the road you had the basic foundation mm -hmm. and the guidance to be a productive citizen. Now, that doesn't mean your kid is going to turn out to be a productive citizen. Absolutely. It's not a guarantee. But that's right. But you did try and give them the foundation the structure to become a productive citizen. So you gave them the foundation, but they also have to build on that foundation. Exactly. And that's to the point we were having earlier, which says sometimes kids blame their parents for failing to do something in their eyes should have been delivered. Mm -hmm. And that's where, and like I tell my son all the time, I'm trying to give you a baseline that you can lead from, but I may not hit all points throughout, you know, this right. parenting hood. Right. And it's up to you to take it and say, okay, pops missed this. I think this should be added, and then you incorporate it into your parenting. Sure. But that comes from the, the previous generation. What did they pass on to you that you're now building into yours? A lot of things that my parents did that I didn't incorporate because I disagree with it. Sure, sure. Um, and then in turn, he's going to hear and see things that, eh, I don't, I don't like my dad's punishment and reward system. Sure. So I'm not going to implement that system. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I, I disagree with that system. Right. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, I was going to add uh, to this, like, the, th the thing is, I think nobody knows or borns being ready or, like, how to be a, a good parent, you know? Oh, yeah. So I think some parents, like, you'll have some parents that think, working like so much and giving them like 
materialistic thing. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna fulfill, you know, the actual parenting, you know, like being there, because mm -hmm. some kids don't get that, you know, like right. maybe, you know, one that did a shooting, you know, they kind of don't have contact with their parents. Yeah. And I think like, that's not good, you know. In my case, my parents, when they had me, they were like a little older, like 30, 30 something. So mm -hmm. like my parents are, and you know, like some things that like my parents that I know you mentioned, oh, like, I don't want to be your friend. You know, my parents were kind of like that. They were like, not my friends, they were parents, yeah, right? Yeah. But I think like sometimes that is not good too. You know, like my relationship with my, my parents are great parents, you know, mm -hmm. like they were really strict. You know, they have like many, many things, but I just felt like I've never had that connection with them. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that is also not good because I, I guess part of the reason is because they were older. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like sometimes that's why I think like when you have kids and you're older, it's not like a good thing. I'm not saying like have them like super young, right, you know. Right. But I think after like 27 to like maybe early 30s, mm -hmm. that's a good age. Because after you're like a little older, you know, there's just so many years or decades that have gone by mm -hmm. that like for example your music, they're not gonna like it, you know. Or it just doesn't, you know, um, just like, just so many things. Like, you know, my parents were kind of like, you know, noise at this time, you know, just like so, yeah. so separated. And, it's time and, for you to go. That's and, yeah. And then like, they never uh, just kind of share that, like, I guess, friendship or mm -hmm. connection. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes is good because I've seen it like with like uh, my cousin or something and, you know, their parents are younger and then maybe their mom can actually like talk more about this or maybe right. like they enjoy the same music mm -hmm. or you know like at least like with my parents like you know like I remember like I did sports I was very into sports and then like uh, like it was very few times that like my dad or my mom kind of went to like a race or you know a sport or for example I don't remember too much like let's say I want to run and then like my dad be like sprinting or running with me because he's older, you know, he's older. So, so, but, but when you have like a younger, when you have a younger parent, you know, like you can share this. You're like, I remember when my dad used to race me or, you know, used to run with me or used to just like share like so many, many things. And, and I feel like that's, that's kind of vital. And my brother, it was even, you know, my brother's seven years younger than me. It's only us two. So it's, years, it's yeah. yeah. So it's like I feel like you get a different kind of parenting. Oh, you when, will. When, you will. When it, it's it's like more like kind of like separated. Um, it's more kind of like you kind of do your thing normally. You know, when your parents are a little maybe older, they kind of have like already like some base or certain things kind of set. Mm -hmm. So it's more kind of like you know what they like, and you have to just kind of like follow that, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I can, I, I understand that, and talking about parents, and as you said, you know, it's not that you're supposed to be the child's friend, so one of the things that I, I taught with my kids specifically was simply, and I learned this, I was told this by an older person, in your life when you're parenting, not only parenting, but in your life period, there's called different seasons in life. Okay, for example, the first season as a parent is 
okay, we got this new baby. I don't know what to do. Um, you got to be the perfect mom because all the other women are looking at you and comparing themselves and things like that. So you have that pressure. Once you get past that, um, and particularly like from a guy's side, I remember one thing the um, obstetrician said to me. My wife was carrying our first child, and she was not gaining weight. They always, you go back from business, and the woman should be gaining weight as the pregnancy goes on. And my wife was like a small size anyway. And the obstetrician, I remember she looked at me, after weighing my wife, and she said, um, you're starving this poor lady to death. Well, that really hurt me, yeah. Because, you know, it looked like, the way I, I took that as, you're not taking care of her, you want her to be this trophy wife, skinny and all. And that wasn't the case. And I remember after hearing that, I got no defense from my wife, went home, and I probably cooked a gourmet meal and laid it all out in front of her. You're gonna, you, get, you need to gain weight, blah, blah, blah. And she just was not gaining weight. So again, that was like a season in my life where, and the baby came nine months later, the baby was fine. But you have different seasons in your life where you're learning. That's why I always talk about you have to examine who your associates are, who, who's mentoring you, who have you allowed, number one. And I say this, who have you allowed to speak into your life in a particular area? Because it could be some friends, some family members or whatever, you cannot let them speak to you about children, marriage or whatever. I knew one guy, he let a friend of his talk to him about marriage. And the guy taught him how to cheat, and he is divorced now <laughs> because of that. Okay. Kind of hey, I, I think on that note, you can't do that. You're supposed to take in excellent sources of yes. information, yes. and then you formulate an opinion or That's the way you do it, right. Yeah. And see, it's not yeah. just a single person's thought and right. a mirror or copy that. It's multiple people's viewpoints. Which one matches what you believe is theory? Which one matches the books? And you take different pieces of it. And yeah. And, and it's good to ask questions like, okay, well, whatever you're told, where did you get that from? Yeah. You know, you know, like, for example, that's why I say you have to ask questions. You have a guy by the name of Dr. Spock wrote a book about how to raise kids and didn't even have any kids. <laughs> and a lot of people right follow now. that. That's, but you get that now. Everybody's doing stuff like theory instead of reality. Right, yeah. exactly. So you have to always examine and weigh. I, I put it this way. I mean, if you're going to mentor me, are you really qualified to do it? You know, I'm asking you to coach me in a particular area, you know, or even cut my hair. Your hair is terrible, falling off again. You're not To me, now, you go to whoever you want. You ain't qualified. Yeah. Well, but now that you say that, let's talk about that. You said something that I thought was really important. For me having my kid at 35, now it's funny what you said because when people ask me, we planned to have our kid later because we were looking at certain things to be at a certain age when our kid was a certain age. But if anybody asks me, I always say, really the perfect time to have kids is around 26 or 27. Like, and, and it was funny when you really? said that. Okay. Yeah. Well, and well, me and my wife are older, so my wife's.